Hello there. This episode of the podcast features Ryan Olson, who runs Ryan Olson Productions here in Memphis, Tennessee. He's an audio engineer with plenty of experience in the music industry. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Coffee Ride, which mixes ethical with sustainable in a beautiful symbiotic relationship. I know, it seems unheard of, but they think about everything when it comes to working with our planet. Their bags are biodegradable. Their farmers are paid well and local. And one goal is to be able to ride their coffee to each home in order to avoid the use of gasoline or cars in general. These are some of the many reasons I choose to make delicious cold brew from their exotic flavors, such as their Ethiopian blend, which includes notes of strawberry, white grape, creamsicle, and jasmine. Oh, do us all a favor and order from this local company at thecoffeeride.com. That's T-H-E-C-O-F-F-E-E-R-I-D-E dot com. And receive a 20% discount at checkout with the code ROMERA. That's R-O-M-E-R-A. We're also brought to you by Semper Savage. Semper Savage has done the work for you when it comes to making a salad dressing. Too much sugar and salt in your Italian dressing and nowhere else to turn for a dressing that makes sense and tastes great? No worries. There's no added sugar or salt in Semper Savage dressings. These dressings can be used for marinating meat veggies, or poured directly on top of whatever you wish to consume with a burst of natural flavors. I love it. I personally like to marinate my pork tenderloins in their Italian dressing. Sometimes I'll pour it on salad with some fresh Parmesan to give it that salty kick, but oh naturel. And the feeling of relief I get is almost indescribable. I didn't have to make this. It tastes great. Now I can enjoy the rest of my day. And so can you. When you use code Romero Records, that's R-O-M-E-R-A-R-E-C-O-R-D-S at checkout at SemperSavage.com. That's S-E-M-P-E-R-S-A-V-A-G-E dot com. We are also brought to you by FNX, formulated by athletes for athletes. You can expect FNX to fill your shelves with high-quality third-party tested supplements. They sell CBD oil, BCAAs, creatine, multivitamins, whey protein, and much, much more at their website, fnxfit.com. That's fnxfit.com. Use code SUPAHENDO15. That's S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O-1-5 to get 15% off your order at checkout. Don't forget that for every item purchased, a gallon of water is donated. How sweet. We are also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is a protein-packed cereal with zero sugars, zero grains, and get this, three grams net carbs. What? Cereal is a favorite for most of America. Hey, right here. And with Magic Spoon, you can feel much better about feeding your kids this tasty treat in the morning or providing it at any time they feel the need to snack on something sweet and delicious. Use code Hendo saves, that's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S at magicspoon.com. That's M-A-G-I-C-S-P-O-O-N.com. And check out all the new flavors they have in stock. That's another thing I like about this company. They ask the people what they want to see on their shelves. You wanted nutty flavors? They gave you honey nut and peanut butter. 
you wanted a better cinnamon flavor. They switched up their recipe. What? I've never seen such a responsive company. And with that, I remind you to use code HENDOSAVES at magicspoon.com. All right. Welcome to America's Podcast. Today we have on... My name is Ryan Olson, and I run Ryan Olson Productions on my music studio. Cool. How's it going, man? Very good. You, man? Good, good. So, yeah, uh, as always, I tell people how you got on here, but uh, Rachel just... I told her to look up people who have studios in the Memphis area. So, that's how she found you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she, I, she sent me a message, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, how long how long have you been here? Um, I moved here last February. My girlfriend took a job down here. Mm. Um, I was living in Indianapolis prior to that, so kind of took the jump, moved down here, and started with nothing, but now we're starting to pick back up, and it's it's going really smooth, so. Nice, nice. Uh, do, you, do you like it here compared to where you were? Yeah, man. This Memphis is so much easier to get clients, and, I mean, the people down here are awesome. I mean, it's much, much different. Yeah. The pace of life down here is much slower. Not saying Indiana is super fast like New York or Chicago, but. Yeah. Um, people are definitely a little bit different down here and it's kind of nice to get that different hospitality, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah, client wise has been so much easier cause there's so many more artists down here and people who make music. Yeah. So it's been awesome. What all different kinds of music do you do? I've seen that you, uh, you had a lot of guitars in your Instagram and then, uh, I know yeah. you work with some, some rappers and. Yeah. I mean, I do every genre that someone throws at me. I used to be in a metal band. Um, that's kind of how I got introduced to all of this. I toured around the country with a couple different bands, and that stuff didn't really work out, but I know I wanted to basically not have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and you. my mom and dad were like, hey, you need to go to school for something. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> they are like, let's just try. And I was like, okay. So I went to school at Azimuth Recordings, or it's called Azimuth Technology of Music. Uh, shout out. <laughs> and I kind of fell in love with it from there. Because when I first sat down, like behind when I was at the studio when I was playing it music like mm. drums, um, I didn't really like that whole aspect of you know what I mean because it's a lot of work, and it, I like being on stage and just partying and doing all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, once my life changed a little bit, uh, I went to school and they my mentors are really the ones who helped me fall in love with it. Okay. So from there, I just kind of became an obsession because I mean. Sitting behind a giant Neve console. I mean, it's like a big, you know, you're a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. Even though I didn't know how to use it at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely know what you mean. Like, just, like, even all the new equipment that I've been getting and, like, the plugins I was telling you that I just bought. Like, yeah. Even, again, don't know how to use most of it. <laughs> and I actually, are you in any Facebook groups with, like. Yeah, uh, I'm in a bunch of them. Dude, so I joined a UAD um, Facebook group and. I showed everybody like all the plugins I just bought and I was like, what's the best way I can learn the difference between like this real time UAD sound and then like any other plugin. And people were like, you spent a lot of money on some plugins to not know how to use them. I was like, listen, I know how to use a plugin. I'm right. telling you, how do I know the difference between right. these two things? But it's, you know, you just want to buy the stuff yeah. to be able to have the tools to when you want to go to work, you can go to work. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of that comes from just doing it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, there's still stuff I've been using for the last six years that I find something new about. Mm. And that's the cool thing and why I think I love this so much is because there's endless knowledge to be gained. Yeah. And that's probably with anything you, like, really like, you know what I mean, or obsess about. 
like you can always find new stuff to do but at the same time like with what we're doing i mean there's so many plugins or hardware that there's always a new one to learn about or a new way to use it you know yeah. what i mean or you might use it on drums but now you use it on a vocal or a guitar yeah and then and that's a whole nother thing too is you got to master all those different elements of the mix to make it sound good do you use waves plugins yeah i mean my the biggest ones i use are waves and slate digital Okay, that's that VSR8. Is that what? Yeah, that's like? VSR8. the VSR8. Yeah, and I have his. I have two ML1s. He's uh, they're like the modeling microphones. So is that legit, dude? They sound really good. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> they say it because I emulates like what was it? Yeah, ten different microphones or you, something. like There's a lot more than that. There's like, I don't know the exact number, but it's it's up there. Plus, you can get like expansion packs hmm. to get. Like more vintage ones. Plus, he has like the ML2, mm. which is basically a 57, like a small one. Oh, okay. And then those model different mics as well. So you can literally get a full studio's worth of mics. That's crazy. And the ML1, I think it, when it's on sale, it's like 600, 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then the ML2, which is like the 57s, like I think it's like 120. Mm. So, I mean, you can get a full microphone set of tons of different microphones. For a super reasonable price. So is it a mixture of like so? They, does it come with software or is yeah, it just yeah? So hardware? basically, what it is, they take a microphone. Like most microphones have like a different frequency response. Yeah. They try to make it as flat and linear as possible, hmm. and then they go with the software to use the emulations. So oh. if you're like trying to model a C800, like a Sony C800, they'll make it look like that frequency response. Wow. So it's really cool. I mean, is it exactly the same? Some people probably argue not, but yeah. for the price, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. So for someone who's just trying to make it and make a you know career out of this, it's a super great option than buying a $10,000 microphone. Yeah, When yeah. you really don't need to be spending your money on that. Yeah, like my first microphone I ever bought was actually a, um, a newer, like 50 or something like that. I can't mm -hmm. think of it. It's, it's like black on the bottom and then gold on top. Okay. Like a forty dollar microphone, <laughs> yeah. And then the second microphone I bought is my Rode microphone. Uh, I've got the NT one. Yeah, those things are awesome. Yeah, and then um, my third mic I have is the um, well, actually, full. I went to Full Sail University. Okay, that's where I wanted to go, but they gave me these. So, yeah. Um, so technically, I guess these are my third mics, and then my fourth mic is actually the TLM one hundred three. Actually, I have it over here. TLM makes a modeling microphone, don't they? Yeah, I've had a lot of friends buy these because I have a lot of clients, especially from Indy now, that I don't live there. Mm. They still want me to mix their music. So they went out and bought an interface and different microphones, and I had a friend get a couple of those, and he sends me a bunch of different stuff. One thing I really like about the road is just, like, how it's built. Like, it's it's built feels pretty solid. well. Yeah, it feels like a solid microphone. Yeah. That's what I really like about it. The TLM doesn't feel as solid as this. And that Which thing is, was a thousand dollars, and this thing is I think close to two fifty or something like well, that. Most microphones you're paying for like the electronics, yeah, and yeah. the components. But I mean, the ear never lies, man. If you can make it sound good, it can sound good. Yeah, right. There's been records produced in awful situations that are top sellers. So it's like, I think people, especially in our position, sometimes get fixated on what we have instead of what we're doing and what yeah. we're making or like people get focused on things when they just need to create and make the most of what they do have. Absolutely. 
Because it's easy to get gridlocked into like, oh, I need this piece of equipment. I need yeah. that microphone. <laughs> I need terrible. this soundproof. It's like a, it's like a crack edition. Like, you're yeah, like oh, I, I gotta, I gotta have, have it. it. Yeah, I need that plug-in. <laughs> but if you just try to learn, just how you were saying earlier, how do I learn to use this? Yeah. If you just learn to use what you have, you're gonna be able to use those really well. And then when you do get something no, new, you're probably gonna be already more advanced. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's what um, I, I've. I don't think I messed up by buying those plugins. No, but... dude, you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the same thing. But at the same time, like, I think I've spent enough time on certain plugins. Like, I tell people all the time, the uh, do you have you ever used FL Studio? Yeah, back in when I was on Pirate Bay. For <laughs> <laughs> so FL Studio has a fruity parametric EQ in it. Okay, that is one of the best EQs I've used. Uh, also, the Waves. What is it? Um, F F six, it's a uh, I think yeah. it's a parametric EQ as well, and then it's also like a like a compressor at the same time. Okay, but um, it's like a multi band compressor. Yes, it's like a multi band compressor. Those are probably my two favorite compressors, and I I mean I have the um, the Poltec on mm. the UAD. Yeah, I use that a lot. I haven't I haven't gotten into it yet, but they say that's like one of the best EQs you can use, and then I've got some other EQs that. Well, I, have. I mean, you're talking about two different things. You have like linear EQs. True, that aren't going to saturate something. Then you have stuff like the Pultec that will. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just two different cir- circumstances. Yeah. But yeah. I use both of those. I mean, I don't really use the F6 too much. I use, I like the uh, Infinity EQ by Slate. It's I basically the same thing as the Fab Filter. Okay. Um, It's just a linear EQ, and it's, it's like a graphic display. Mm-hmm. So, you can, like, see what you're doing. Yeah. So, that's cool. But same thing, man. I mean, you can get the same sound with different stuff. Yeah. I, I love just being able to just play with different things and just seeing yeah. seeing what really feels better. Like yeah. that's that's how I judge a plugin. Is yeah. like, is it easy? Like, does it look simple? And right. like even that Avalon that we were looking at earlier, yeah. that looks hella complicated. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've used the real ones, and they're like, "What is going on?" Yeah. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> I've seen the people in that uh, that Facebook group. They were like, "Oh yeah, this is the plugin you need to use for hip hop vocals." I was like, "Cool, I got it." Yeah. And then I'm like messing with it on that song. I was just letting you listen mm-hmm. to. I'm messing with. It. I'm like, "This is kind of complicated." Let me just bring yeah. back the. <laughs> well, it has a lot of different phases. You know what I mean? Yeah. That had like what a preamp and EQ. Yep. I don't remember if that has a compressor on it or not. I don't, and it's I don't a tube know. amp, so it's like, well, the real ones are. Yeah. But, I mean, it is. there's a lot of knobs, and that's where, like, using the other things, the simple things, you learn how to use each piece. Yeah. And then you can figure out how to use it together. And that's kind of where presets are nice, because you can kind of see what the pros would do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why'd they do this? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You're like, okay, and then you kind of figure it out, and it's like, that makes sense. So have you been using uh, presets on any of those type of plugins to, like, Forward. When I get a new plug-in, I will, mm-hmm. just to, because I want to go through all the different stuff and see what sounds good on what. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, most of the time, presets don't usually fit with what I'm doing. Okay. Well, I mean, everything's different, you know what I mean? Everyone's voice is different. Some people are loud, some people have a low voice, some yeah. people are real nasally. So a preset is a good place to start, but I, I usually tweak it to whatever I'm doing. Okay. But... It's a great place to start, so that's usually what I do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult to just get into a groove of a specific plug-in, but, like, once you've gotten to that groove, like, you just keep using the same ones, and then yeah. you're, once you're I, using them, you're just like, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. I mean, a lot of what I do is time-based, so, mm. I mean, I don't have time to sit there all the time and try a million different things. I need mm. to go to my go-tos 
because someone's paying me. I got to be on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I start with, like, a preset session, you know what I mean, with all the plugins I'll probably use. Okay. And then once we record everything, I'm already 90% there. I just need to do small tweaks. Oh, okay. Like, when someone starts a song, most of the time I already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's crazy. But, I mean, that's just because... It has to be that way sometimes. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like everyone has unlimited money. Yeah. That'd be great for both of us, but <laughs> it's just not realistic, you know? Yeah. So that's probably been the biggest thing moving here is mm. I've had the opportunity to work with so many more people. Yeah. Is I've had, I've gotten a lot better at being quicker. Mm. And for what we do, you got time is, you know I mean? It's money, so. Yeah. So how are you, I guess, getting your name out there? Like what, what did you do to let so people So when know I first it? moved here... I hashtagged everything, mm. messaged every single person who hashtagged anything. Um, it's funny because I was just talking to a client about that the other day because it was like a dude I messaged like a year ago <laughs> and like insane, but he finally started recording me the other day and like I just messaged everyone because I, I mean, this is something I wanted to do Yeah, because I didn't want a real job and I've worked at a couple different places, but it, you know how it is with your passion. You don't want to just, for me at least, I don't want to just wait. Yeah. Because I feel like waiting is, you're going to lose something, whether it be time or you might lose an opportunity yep. or both. So, I mean, I just went crazy and my girlfriend helped me do a bunch of that as well. Because I'm really good at working, but not so great at the marketing thing. <laughs> so she kind of helped me glue that all together. Nice. Um, but now everyone's just giving me referrals and that's huge. That is. Because, I mean, I don't really have to market too much. I pay this guy... Uh, Lucas, he's great at photography, and I get photography done by him. Okay. Um, and I just use that to post because mm. my pictures were not too great before him, <laughs> and now they look really good. Yeah, they look great. They look professional. Yeah. And that's what people, you know, it just catches people's eyes. And I never even thought to do that before Sarah was like, hey, you should totally have someone come in here and do this. And I was yeah. like, good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't think about that stuff. Yeah, But yeah. then you, like, look at the page or whatever, after a couple of weeks and seeing all the pictures, you're like, wow, this looks a lot better. Yeah. It's like, if you scroll down, it starts looking a little rough. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Lucas is awesome, and he's he's super affordable. So he's kind of helped me build that up at the same time so I can look more professional. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing with the studio is people look before they listen. Mm. You know what I mean? 90% of the people probably won't even look at my website. I send them with all my music <laughs> on it. They just want to see, does he have a dope setup? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of weird, but at the same time, like, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. That's the industry, man. I mean, oh, yeah. you see, the rappers aren't all dressed in, you know, plain clothes, Walmart clothing. They they got no. their Gucci on. They got they their got Louis. They got their Goku kit, yeah. bro. <laughs> Hashtag Draco, bro. <laughs> they, they've got all this, you know, drip on because they, yeah. they know people like to see that. They're doing it for the videos. And they can get those videos up to, you know, 20 million views, 50 mm -hmm. million views. They know that that's what's going to propel their name up there. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's like, that's what you have to do to be successful in music. Like, yeah. it's more of you catch someone's eye and then they listen. Yeah. So, in a perfect world, that'd be awesome. They listen to the music. And I think it's definitely more geared that way now than it used to be. Mm -hmm. But we also have phones that we can get on any video any, any second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day, you had to buy albums. Yeah. Now we can listen to any song for free. Yeah. So, it's just a much different world. Um, so, speaking of different things in music now how do you feel about how music is changing as far as like um the loudness uh you know they we talk about the loud wars now and um i actually do you know what pure mix is 
No. So Pure Mix uh, is a website, puremix.net. Okay. And um, you can, they have like a, have you ever heard of Mix with the Masters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like Mix with the Masters. Okay. Actually, that website, Mix with Masters, uh, puremix.net, and I think there's one more, but they're like all the same thing. They've got Andrew Sheps, uh, Fab DuPont, like all those guys who are big name producers and engineers. They, they all... That's what they do as a job is right. just teach people how to okay, engineer yeah, and mix and stuff. There's like a couple that. different ones that I've used before to learn from. Yeah, like Slate Digital has courses. Slate Digital has. Um, yep. I can't remember what it's called, but Joey Sturgis, he's like a metal producer. Mm-hmm. He has one. I think I can't. I don't think it's a mix a month. It's something like that. But he mm-hmm. does that every month. And then I think there's a mix a month too. So there's a bunch of them. Yeah. And I think all that's real valuable. But talking about loudness, I mean, with every different. Like Spotify, iTunes, they all do different things with the RMS or like mm-hmm. the loudness. So I think for people who master, it's a little bit more difficult because yeah. like they're all different. So you can't unless you're gonna do a song for each thing, which is super unrealistic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You're kind of just out of luck. Yeah, yeah. So I don't do mastering as much as I mix. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's I don't know as much about that, mm-hmm. but I do know that that's a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah. How, how loud should I make this song? Yeah. And most of the time, just make it sound good and it's going to be all right, you know? Yeah. As long as it's not too quiet. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Spotify and them don't make it, they don't boost it, they just cut, right? Correct, yeah. So Spotify, whenever you get the chance. Um, I've listen- looked on a website that showed the difference before. Yes, yeah, they do have some. But if you have some music on your phone, listen to it, and then don't change the volume. Listen to any song on Spotify. There's a big difference. If yeah. you, if you, well, do you do you do some mastering like you yeah. mastered a track? So, if you tried to make it loud, just listen to the music on your phone and then listen to it um, through Spotify. Okay. Spotify is a lot quieter. Like, Spotify is like what quieter. negative fourteen or something. I think it's negative fourteen. Yeah, it's it's a big difference. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. But th- what they're trying to do is to yeah. eliminate that loudness. I actually heard something that was pretty wild. It said that. Um, companies would try to make their music louder because it stands out. Yeah. And they said they do that with like well, commercials. Well, think about it. When, you, when you're using a plugin, the first thing that you see most or hear most of the time is when it sounds better, it might just be louder. Yeah. And yeah. that's when you got to like, is it louder or does it sound better? <laughs> and that's what my mentor always told me. He was like, hey, is this, is it actually sound better or did you just make it louder? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you tell funny. me. But that's, I think that's the same way with people. They hear something loud, yeah. they're like, what's that? Same thing when you go to a rock concert. You don't want to, you don't want it where you can hear someone talking. Yeah. You want to have to scream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you want loud music. You want your ears bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I remember shows being super, super loud. Yeah. Now you go and it's it's not that loud. Mm. In perspective, I guess. Yeah. But safety i guess (laughs) (laughs) whatever that is yeah whatever that is man but yeah it's it's pretty wild um i think i was listening to oh it was a uh it was some gucci man song but i listened to that on google play and Mm. then i listened to it on youtube and it sounded just it sounded worse and it it sounded way more just compressed on which one on youtube Oh. On YouTube, it just sounded so compressed. That but, makes sense. Which they probably do that because, like, the more content you have, mm-hmm. they're probably, like, trying to get those file sizes small. Yeah. So. I mean, I that makes total sense because imagine having trillions of videos that are all, like, humongous gigabytes. and Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. People shooting in like 8K and yeah. 6K. <laughs> That's what stinks though, because you work so hard, and then it's only it's just gonna get compressed and yeah, you know what I mean. But I guess there's a way to probably eliminate that with working smarter. But yeah, you always don't know what that is. Exactly. Yeah, I was actually watching some YouTube video and somebody it was like somebody working super hard to get their mix just perfect, yeah. and then one of the comments was like. All that work just for me to listen to this on like eight dollar headphones. Oh, I was gonna say, or they posted it on Facebook <laughs> off their phone in the MP3. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's a terrible world out there for yeah. engineers, mixers, producers. Like it's it's competitive, yeah. Which is good because we're all trying to get better, right? But at the same time, you know, it's these limits and these regulations, and it's like yeah. Well, dude. speaking about like. Spotify and stuff like streams for play with artists like and going back to how people used to sell records like that needs to change how people <laughs> don't get paid you know what I mean yeah yeah because someone could have like a million views and not get paid anything yeah where if someone sold like a million records they'd be rich yeah like what's up with that you know what I mean yeah. like and that seems totally unfair and it like artists pretty much just seem like they're used nowadays because mm -hmm. everyone gets everything for free yeah and if you told someone hey you need to buy this album so i can like make more music they'd be like i'm not doing that yeah you know what i mean but if you paid artists more people like us get paid more they could support their families there'd be more money in the economy mm -hmm. but i mean there's just probably too much going on right now to change that yeah but yeah. it'd be super nice to see that absolutely but there are people like title jay-z on that Title. Yes. He yeah. pays like twice as much as everyone else. Yeah, I saw so, that. That's a good step in the right direction. It's pretty wild. And I mean, not nobody listens to Tyler. <laughs> like right. I don't know a single person who actually like is a has a subscription. Only people to I know are artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it title sounds better too. I think they're the way they limit stuff is not even as close as much as Spotify. Okay. Like same thing you were saying earlier, like listen to a song on a title. Then listen to a song on Spotify, it'll be night and day difference. Wow. Yeah. So is are they just compressing it? Like are they like I mean it could be compression, it could be limiting. Yeah. But either way, if you're limiting it, it's gonna crush dynamics, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. one of the two is gonna make it I was actually trying to um I'm narrating a book right now and my wife is helping me edit it. Okay. And I was trying to explain to her the difference between a limiter and a compressor. Yeah. And there's like there's a uh, there's a funny picture that's like got like four different boxes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about? The, is it like the guy th through? Um, he's like his head through the roof. Yeah. Have you, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah. funny. It's and talking about the like difference. Flat, like. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good that's a good picture though. Yeah. Like it's yeah. funny, but like that's a good way of showing it. Yeah, the difference between like a limiter. So for everybody who doesn't know, a limiter is just going to basically like a dead stop. It's going to cap it, and anything past that, that's your distortion. So radio music, yeah. <laughs> it's it's loud, it's dumb loud, but it doesn't sound as clear as Sounds if you got horrible. the if you got like a dot wave file from somebody or yeah. something like that. But a compressor kind of like rounds it off. Is that what you would say? Like it bring up. It's not as harsh. Well, it's not gonna just kill like loud stuff. It's also yeah. gonna bring up quiet stuff. Yeah. Like limiter may not do that depending on which one you use. Well, I guess you could adjust the like the out ceiling or whatever. Yeah. The end. But the compressor is probably gonna saturate it as well and then bring up quiet parts. So, and then depending on what compressor you're using, there can be a bunch of different things. But yeah. Yeah, limiting for the most part is just going to, you tell it, you want it to stop at a negative one, nothing's going above that. Yeah. So. 
By the way, how would you describe saturation? I have had the hardest time with saturation because it's, you know, a lot of people say um, this plugin gives this, gives the vocals some real color. Right. I'm just like, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. I yeah. guess I haven't messed with enough to, to hear it. Well, when we talk about like the pull tech and like a linear EQ, if I did the same thing on both EQs, if I made the same adjustments, they're probably going to sound different depending on which one we're using. Mm -hmm. Because the Poltec, like, if you used a real one, it you know what I mean? Like, with the electronics are set up, it's going to mess with the frequency different than, like, an EQ that's linear. Yeah. Now, what that translates into, I'm not – that'd be a hard thing to say. Yeah, yeah. But it might add more warmth or it might make an adjustment that you're not seeing as much as you're hearing. Mm. Like, if you boost 5K on, like, a Poltec, it might sound different than if you boosted 5K on, like, the F6 or something. So how long do you think it takes you to really understand that difference? Man, I think that just depends on how much you use the plug-in. Mm. I mean, once you got the basics down, like, if you can figure that part out, like, then after you've done that, like, after you use the plug-in consecutively, that's when you'd probably start noticing differences. Okay. Like, I couldn't tell you anything when I first started up to probably for like two or three years, hmm. I just did stuff because I watched videos <laughs> and I said, this is what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or my mentors were like, hey, do this because this is what you normally do. Hmm. Obviously, there's no rules. Yeah, yeah. But this is generally what you're going to do. And then as I kept doing it and doing it, I started to slowly understand this is why I might do this here or might do this here. So I think it's just, just repetition and repetition, man. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like anything, though. If you're gonna be great at sports, you gotta do it a lot. If you're gonna yeah. be great at this, you gotta do it a lot. And your ears are the hardest thing to train, I'd say, because you have to listen so much. And it's so easy to like listen to loud stuff, and your ears can be dull one day, mm -hmm. or you might hear better the next day. So I mean, getting your ears to tune in on different frequencies is probably the hardest part too. But that's where like sweeping different frequencies on a, like a yeah. linear EQ, yeah. that's what's helped me because I can listen to what each one sounds like. Mm. I used to work with this dude at my old job and he uh like he had like a frequency thing on his phone mm. and it like he would play a frequency and he'd be like what frequency is this so we'd like quiz each other because we were both audio engineers so that helped too but that wow. was just because we were bored you know what I mean like, <laughs> but that's a good way as well because I'm pretty sure whatever school he went to they did that mm. so I thought that was really neat because I mean is that you're gonna that might help you you know what I mean mm -hmm. but um, I think the biggest thing that helped me is just using a linear EQ and just going back and forth and listening. Okay. It's like I can, that's probably the biggest thing I've been a lot better at this year is that. Yeah. So. You're going to have to show me some of this stuff after that. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> that sounds pretty wild. I, you know, I I love, so I've got a friend, I was letting you listen to that music earlier. So mm -hmm. he sends me all his vocals and I mix them. Like he can, he can record on his own. So. You know, he raps and then he records himself, but he needs me to, like, mix it. Right. So that's what I do for him. And don't charge him a, a dime for You're it. You're a nice man. Because I need that practice. Gotcha. So that way, if somebody is ready to pay me to do it, then yeah. I know what to do because I've been dealing with somebody's vocals for a while that it's not just my own vocals. Like yeah, I, I did I did the same exact thing for probably, like, a year. I mean, I did everything for free. Mm -hmm. And, it, I mean... I didn't even want money. I just wanted to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so crucial to have that attitude, I think. Like, I don't always believe you should do everything for free. True. Like, yeah. I don't agree with that at all. Because so many people out there will use you. But if you can find yes. someone 
who's your friend or someone you know who won't take advantage of you, that's an awesome idea. Because getting practice with something you're not expecting to be paid for means you're going to try your hardest because you want to. Yeah. And I think with what we do, that's so important because then you can be truly creative. When you're under the gun and someone's paying you and they want to do this in X amount of time, you're not going to always be your most creative because you need to get something pumped out. Yeah. And that stinks, and that's where unlimited money be awesome. But right now that's amazing that you can do that. And I did the same thing for like a year or two, and I think that would help you progress a lot quicker than if you got paid just from the start. Yeah. I mean, same thing if you were at a job. I mean – if you really wanted to learn something, you don't care if you get paid or not. Yeah. At least when we're younger, you know what yeah. I mean? Before we have a house and all this other stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, when you want to learn, you'll learn. Yeah. But then you start expecting money, that's when things change. Yeah. Now it's like, I have this expectation, you have this expectation of me. So I'll give you this quality for this amount of money, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's definitely a shift, but that's awesome. How do you feel about, I guess, artists coming to you about, like a budget. I actually had on, uh, what's his name? SS Productions. He, he shoots videos, rap videos in this area. And um, I was like, dude, the budget. Like, <laughs> yeah. talk to me. Like, how, how do you work? He was like, man, I got a flat rate. That's what I Same. do. Yeah, I tell people this is what I charge. You either got it or you don't. Exactly. But if it's like, if they want some extravagant, like, yo, man, let's go to let's go to L.A., let's shoot this on a rooftop, then, you know, then I start throwing out, all right, it's going to be this much for this, this yeah. much for that. But and then flat rate. it's definitely something like that. I mean, 99% of the time, it's a flat rate. Okay. A, because I've been doing this for about seven years, and it's just like I've done, I've tried all that, mm-hmm. and I always am the one who gets the low end of the stick. Mm. So it's like I don't, it's easier. If I tell you this is how much it is per hour, there's no confusion. You know what yeah. I mean? And this is, you come from 1 to 2 p.m., that's your time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, try to misuse people like us. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, but I mean, when it's a business, and this is how we pay our bills. Yeah, it you know has to be a business. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I've definitely had different situations where it might be a little bit flexible if you're going to book like a month. Like I had a guy one time; he wanted to book the studio for a whole month. Dang! So that might be a bit different. But even now, I probably wouldn't do that just because I wouldn't want to put my other clients in the dirt. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I wouldn't want to not record them just because this guy. My, if I give him a deal, then I'm losing out anyway. <laughs> so what? what is a month? Like, what did that entail? Is it like he's there So what there he wanted me? to do, he wanted to do like eight hours a day, five days a week. Wow, for a whole month. Yeah, he never did it, but like. Is he recording like 12 albums? <laughs> That's I mean, a lot of work. I mean, I've been in the studio before, like when uh, I was at a studio one time when Moneybag Yo was there, and he rec- he booked out the entire building, which was four rooms, for 12 hours a day. For like a week or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the purpose of that? Well, one, he didn't want anyone there, which is understandable. Oh. So I mean, when you're famous and carrying around as much money as that dude, you don't wow. want any, you don't want any issues. <laughs> and he had a lot of money on him, so it's like that's crazy. Yeah, but I could totally understand that. Yeah. And more famous people with more money will probably do that. Yeah. Because they they don't want people there. More money, more problems. Well, imagine you're whoever you know, some big guy. Yeah. And you got all these people here trying to distract you while you're trying to do your job. Yeah. Like, you don't want people distracting you on your job. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that makes total sense to me if you have the money to do it. Yeah. And that's awesome. 
It doesn't suck for everyone else a little bit. Yeah. But if you got money, it talks. So that's crazy. Yeah. I could imagine. <laughs> I, that that has been so much money. Did he bring a lot of people with him? Like you have an entourage? Yeah, he definitely had an entourage. And like what we did that day is we kind of just recorded anybody who wanted to be recorded. Really? Like he brought his own engineer, of course. Yeah. But anyone who was there, we just took care of them, fixed anything if there was a problem. Luckily, there wasn't, so everything was smooth. But I mean, that's twelve hours. A day, mm. and he wasn't there the whole time. But still, that's that's what they got. That's what those guys do, and that's what yeah. the, that's why they're successful. Is they put the time in. Most people cannot do twelve hours. That's a, a long time. Yeah, imagine being an engineer for a guy like that. And that's everywhere he goes, man. That's, that's not just crazy. one day, two days. That's every day, probably. That's, that's why wild. they're successful, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is they see the value in putting that much time in a song, mm. and. A lot of people, I feel like, could use the benefit if they just put a little more effort into it. Mm -hmm. Their music would sound so much better because there's only so much we can do. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think, at least in rap music, they think we can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) that's not true. I'll make it sound good. Yeah. But if you give me something that I can't work with. I've been telling people so much. It's being an engineer is like, uh, being a cook, like yeah. people say, you're literally like a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm cooking right now." Yeah. Like that's it's a, it, that's a thing yeah. because if you have terrible ingredients, if you give me pork chops, I can't make you a ribeye steak. No, yeah, you got to give me the good yeah. ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people though, I think it's just lack of experience. Yeah. It's not their fault. They just haven't been doing it long enough to know yeah. like what sounds good. Just like when we started, we didn't know what this sounds like and what that should sound like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a matter of just keep going and that's what you have to do if you're going to be successful in music is you have to do it a whole lot and it's just like for sure getting good at being an engineer you gotta do it a whole lot so but you know obviously budget doesn't always let someone come in every single week so that's why i try to at least give someone some pointers maybe if they'll accept it yeah because you know how musicians can be we can be real strong-headed sometimes yeah i mean and i'm definitely that way a lot of times it's it's hard to it's hard to differ between what is real, real criticism—not criticism, but uh, critiquing—and then what is, you know, just somebody's opinion. You right. know what I mean? That like that—that's a big difference. And, and it's, I think that's where finding a good engineer, a producer, is so important. Is mm-hmm. if you have some guys who's been in for a year or two, they might not have the experience to know what sounds right. Mm-hmm. But if you have a guy who's been doing it five ten years he's probably done thousands of songs you know what i mean yeah and he his opinion in my opinion is probably a little bit more important than you know guys been doing it a year yeah and that's just like i'll go to the same thing for a job like i'd want the guy who's been doing it longer exactly but i mean obviously the guy who's been doing it longer costs more so um but yeah music is we can definitely be so vulnerable when we make it that when we get criticism it, it sounds really like mean or yeah. you know what I mean upsetting and I understand that I mean I'm one of my biggest critics yeah and it's it's hard to be vulnerable and then tell you tell some have someone tell you hey that sucked yeah <laughs> like, what? I pour my heart and soul into that have you ever had that like um to a client like you've you've mixed it and you gave it to them and then they're like I don't like it um not exactly I've had people not like the song, but most of the time it comes from, like, the performance. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm capable of making great music mm. if I have a good 
ribeye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or a good steak. It's just like a lot of people, especially when it comes to rap, you can get poor performances, and that might be my fault because I didn't make them try harder. Mm. But that also might just because we only had like 20 minutes left and we pumped out a song real quick. Mm. So it it usually just boils down to time. Yeah. And that's and it does stink when you get a negative feedback, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, like if we just try this again and re-explore it, I'm sure we can do something better. Okay. And I always want feedback, good or bad, because I can't progress unless someone tells me what they think. Yeah. Like, I don't want someone telling me, this sounds amazing. I mean... Every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> want a yes person. Yeah. No one should want that. Yeah. We should want people who challenge us. And my favorite clients and the people I think are going to really do well do just that for me. They really challenge me to do better. Yeah. Because they expect more for their music. Yeah. And I love that. You know what I mean? That's what makes me love the job and continue to want to do it. I, th- I think the best thing to have is somebody who who really can do that for you because it it will completely change like your whole experience of when you're in the, your studio. Like yeah. if you're in your studio with somebody else and they're giving you like, "Ooh, do this. Ooh, do that. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's not good." Like that completely changes what you're doing Absolutely. because it it gives you a different perspective. And I I am the worst when it comes to like making music with other people and assuming everybody's thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Yeah. That is the weirdest thing. Cause I'll be like, so I've got, I've got some friends, um, leak. He's out in, uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. He lives far East Tennessee. I'm actually going to go see him in a couple weeks or a few weeks. But, um, so he knows how to make beats and mix stuff like that. And he also, uh, sings raps. And then, um, I had another friend that does the same thing. Well, we were all in the room together. We were making a song, and I was like, Leek was doing all the work. And I was just like waiting for him to do something to this song, like a specific thing I had in my head. Yeah. But he never did it. And I was like, Bro, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) But he wasn't thinking the same thing. You're not reading my mind? (laughs) (laughs) That's the weirdest thing. Like, music is so subjective. But that's what I love about it, too, because we get two different experiences from the same thing. Yeah. And that's why I like bands that there's artists who don't tell the meaning of their song. Because it's mm. like, I want you to come to your conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I may have made this song, but <clears throat> you need to come to your conclusion because that's how you're going to relate to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's why it's awesome. But um, speaking of that, that's definitely, it happens all the time because you'd be like, oh, it'd be awesome if you did this. Yeah. And some, it's, sometimes it's really hard to explain what you're thinking, mm. especially when it comes to music because you might only have like a melody in your head or like a sound. You know what that sound might be. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I want you to do this. And you hum it and you're like, what? Like, <laughs> I have this dude named Matt Montreal. I do that with all the time. And he gets so frustrated. <laughs> he works through it, which is awesome. Mm. But he's one of my favorites because I always challenge him. To try something new. Okay. And he gets so pissed off. Because <laughs> he's like, dang it, Ryan. Like, you always got me doing the most. But in the end, it always turns out really good, you know? Yeah. But I think if you have that between each other and you build a good relationship, mm. you get closer and closer to being on that harmony, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's what I've really tried to work on this year is building better relationships with my clients. Because if I can talk to you, A, I can probably suggest different things and you mm. can suggest things to me. And we'll know how to communicate better. Yeah. Because we all speak differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I talk really fast. <laughs> People down here don't talk as fast. You're so. a northerner. <laughs> exactly. So that's yeah. been an adjustment to slow down a little bit. Yeah. But just try to feel someone out and see what they want with their music. You know what I mean? Because mm. ultimately, 
like whatever I'm doing isn't as important as what they want. Yes. The ultimate goal is to make them happy with what they're making. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about them. You know what I mean? I'm making them happy. I've ran into that. I'll be like, just doing my thing, just mixing. And then they'll be like, nah, do this. I'm like. Well, that sounds <laughs> whack, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not what I want to do. Yeah, so, you and then, know, you gotta... then you have to decide, like, <laughs> is arguing about this important? Yes or no? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. most of the time, it's probably no. So, that's where I find myself just trying to figure out why do they want me to do this? Yeah. And what's the ultimate goal? Because that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because if they're happy, I'm happy and I win. You know what I mean? Exactly. If they're not happy, they're not coming back. <laughs> and I don't win. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, and I think that's what really sets me apart from a lot of places around here is I don't, like, my goal isn't to get you in and out. I want to have you, like, I don't have the best place right now, mm. but I want to give you the best experience. So, I think just trying a little bit extra goes a long way especially nowadays when it's so crazy out there yeah so are you doing everything uh, at your house currently um i'm in the process of right now trying to find a building oh okay so that's my next goal i want to hopefully accomplish that before the end of the year where do you want to put it Uh, i'd like to be in cordova germantown area okay i'm moving to jackson tennessee so i don't want to be more than like 45 minutes away yeah plus i don't think there's any studios in cordova i don't think so because i live because this is cordova Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so I live off of Appling Road. Okay, okay. Like yeah, main yeah. event area? Yeah. So somewhere over there, like Bartlett, I guess. Yeah. I. Because everything's close to 40, 240. Yeah. Like, I want to be off the interstate somewhere. I've heard rumors that there are a lot of artists that live, like, right here. Like, I've heard that not a lot of people are actually – um. I don't know, like far off or like in Memphis. Like I've heard a good bit live really in like this Collierville, Cordova, like this area. So yeah. if you could get your name out there, it would probably take off. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're all like really right here. Yeah. I mean, I think wherever you have a good place that is willing to go the extra mile for someone, I think someone will drive a little bit further. Yeah. But at the same point, I do want to be central for it's easy to be people to get yeah. there. Like, hey, Ryan, I need to come over. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's really my next step because I've always wanted to be, like, a business owner. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I really think that'll be the next place to go. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing as far yeah. as it comes to that, but I'm trying to figure out along the way. That's, like, that's something that I – so I have a degree in business management. Mm-hmm. And that's the first – like, as soon as I got out of high school, I went to Jacksonville State in uh, Alabama. Okay. That's where I'm from is Alabama. But um, I got a business manage- management degree from there. And after I got the degree, and I actually joined the Air Force after that, but I was like, man, I really should have learned a skill <laughs> instead of going to business school. Because, like, think about how many people run businesses that didn't go to business school. They right. all just were good at something yeah. and then turned it into well, a business. they harnessed the skill, and the skill was so good that – People demanded it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you could couple that with a business degree, it'd be unstoppable. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do. I really want to – so I actually did only like 10 months through Full Sail, and they gave me a – what's it called? Like a certificate of audio production. Yeah, so same I, thing I have. Okay. So I actually want to go back to Full Sail and do um, their music business or whatever they call it and uh, do that program because – I know about the music business just because we learned about it in audio production. Right. And then just me doing it. But 
I think there's like so much more I could know. And yeah. I think that would be awesome just to do that. I got lucky, and one of my mentors, his name is Travis Moore, Cold Cut. He's like a really famous uh, production for like country rap type stuff. Mm-hmm. But he has tons of placement on TV shows, like every show you can imagine, he's on it. And he told me a lot about that. I'm really okay. lucky. So, I mean, that that's a – if you could do – like get placements and stuff, that's really – That's where the money's at. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's residual income. Just, yeah. The more they play that show. But he was telling me a lot about that because that opened my mind to a whole different aspect of what we do. Yeah. Because what we do is really like there's so many different aspects of what we can do. Mm-hmm. If you know how to do that, you can do tons of different stuff for different companies. It may not be music, but it might be something. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard of Gummy Beats? Uh-uh. Dude, Gummy Beats has a um, – he's got a music licensing course. Okay. and. In the course, he just, like, goes over – I think it's probably a couple hours long, but he goes over, like, all the types of ways that you can get placements and what you can do to get placements and everything. It's, like, 65 bucks. Dang. But um, – It's, like, a little learning class? Yeah. It's just, like, a video he recorded. Like, he sets it up on his – like, it puts a camera up, and then he just, like – just goes over and just like talks to you on what to do. And then, you know, he does like a screen record and he'll, uh, he'll show you the websites to go to and everything. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the hardest part is figuring out what to do. Like, yeah. Like where do I put this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. all the stuff I worked on. What do I do with it? Yeah. So that's, that's probably really important to learn. So as a person doing other people's music, how, how does that work as far as like, um, Hey man, I I really want to use your. Do you make beats? I can. I usually don't, just because I'm so busy with just engineering. Okay, so let's say, let's say you knew somebody who made beats, and you recorded some guy's vocals, and you really liked his vocals. Like, oh, that would sound dope on this mm-hmm. on this beat or something like that. Do you have the ability to do that, or is that like? Oh, totally. I definitely could do it, and more or less just comes down to money. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, most of my clients. A lot of time around budgets, of course, as we talk about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, producers want money, too. So you'd have to pay for that. Mm. But, I mean, bigger clients I started to work with, that'd definitely be an option. Okay. Because, I mean, there's so many people that make such good music out there that you could always hear some vocals on a different track. Yeah. yeah finding the right track for the vocals is a huge part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I was, I'll tell people all the time, like, look. I, so I made this song, um, my friend DeAndre. We, um... He, he came up here, and I was just working on a beat, and I played it for him, and then I started messing with the beat some, and then we made a song to it that night. Well, I don't even think that beat was that great. <laughs> but he loves that song. He thinks yeah. it's his, like, his best song he's ever recorded. That's awesome. But it's so funny because he's like, man, that beat was dope. I'm like, that was like one of my worst beats. <laughs> like, I don't really care about that beat. Right. So it's just funny because, as you said, you just get the right vocals on the right beat and people mm. will like the song. Yeah. Like think if I, I was actually listening to Walk It Out by DJ Unk earlier yeah. today. Oh, yeah. Like think of, I don't know, just any rant, like Lil Boosie. Like yeah. if Lil Boosie got that beat to Walk It Out, it might have still been good, but it wouldn't have been Walk It Out. It wouldn't have been what it was, yeah. Yeah, so just getting the right beat, you know, the right producers. Like think about Zaytoven and Gucci Man, yeah. like that relationship they built. Um, Lex Luger and Waka Flocka when they yeah. had that um, what was that Flocka Valley? Yeah, like those those types of combinations mm-hmm. that people put together is 
mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's where it just comes down. Like I was talking about earlier with building relationships. If you can find someone you click with, stay there. You know what I mean? Because something good is about to happen. Yeah. Have Have you found like an artist that you know you said um, Moneybagio brought his own engineer in? Have you found somebody who just like yo? I gotta have Ryan. Like he's he's my guy. Well, a lot of people would like have come far links to come work with me. Mm-hmm. But the two people I'm like pretty happy about working with now is dude that the guy met Montreal mm-hmm. and there's other guy named A Reels. They both like make really good music and like stuff I really would listen to is like kind of poppy. Yeah. But they, you know, they take the time on it and they it comes out great every time. Okay. So I like them too, but I love tons of the artists I work with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I love working with everyone that I get a chance to, you know what I mean? So I don't really have any favorites, but you never really know when something's going to pop off. Yeah. People have listened to crazy music that I couldn't imagine, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. especially in Memphis, I mean, anything's possible. Absolutely. Uh, is there somebody that you've been really wanting to work with, like, in this area that you're like, ah, hmm. trying to get to this person? See, I want to really work with, like, either, like, a metal, like a rock, big rock band, mm. Or maybe like a country songwriter type thing. Okay. I just like challenging myself with different stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't really care who it is, but there's a bunch of different people in like just Tennessee alone. So, I mean, I'd be happy to work with anybody, man. You might need to start doing some hashtags and locations for Nashville and try yeah. to get somebody because, I mean, Nashville is the country capital. Yeah, man. We've been there a couple of times and it's just insane every time. Yeah. Plus, just so much more expensive, though. It is. It is. I mean, I. Um, I was watching some video of this guy and he was talking about just go places. He was like, just show up to a city. doesn't matter where it is. Like just show up and then just show your face and just talk about yourself because just getting your name out there yeah. and just being present, just being physically in that city yeah. is, is going to help you out. And nowadays it's even easier because you can take pictures of where you're at. Exactly. I'm next to this monument and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, dang, he was here, he was there. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I think, like, when you're a musician, you got to do the same thing. That's why I think a lot of people don't, they probably don't want to tour as much as they should. You know what I mean? hmm Like, I love touring. It was hard. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, <laughs> every night is just, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I was a lot younger then, and it, it's definitely a different life. You know How what old I mean? are you? I'm 24 right now. but you're when 24? I, yeah, I was... I got out of the band when I was about 22, 21, mm-hmm. which is insane that I got 21 and then stopped yeah. doing all that fun stuff. But um, it's just crazy to think how much different that life from this life is. Yeah. But at the same point, if you can find a, the artist who does it, you can go on tour with them, especially in rap. I mean, that's the same yeah. with Moneybag. I mean, he brings his, his guy everywhere. And tons of artists probably do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to find your gig. Yeah. I mean, I... I think, you know, social media makes that job so easy for oh, people. Yeah. I mean, you could even, you can take pictures, like, in Memphis and then put the location as Los Angeles. <laughs> and as long as it's not something obvious, people will never know. Yeah. And people with, and people in L.A., if they're looking up the location for Los Angeles, will be like, oh, who's this dude? Yeah. And then start looking at it. Shoot, I'm about to start doing that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Rachel has had that problem because um, I, t- I tell her to book all of my podcasts. So she'll just look at the location for uh, Memphis and start looking at I have that at problem people. sometimes, too, because like, oh, I don't actually live here. And it's like, 
Yeah. Okay. And I mean, Memphis is huge with rap music. So it's like, <laughs> I get why you're doing it, but yeah. I don't like it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I hate when people do that for um, like their sponsored stuff. Oh, yeah. And then also in Facebook groups. Like, there's a guy who I actually liked his music. Uh, he was in a Facebook group for Memphis. Mm. And I hit him up and I was like, yo, you, um, you in the Memphis area? He was like, oh, I actually live in like Arkansas or something like that. And I was like, but at the same uh, standpoint, I could understand why they do that. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to get the name out there, like yeah. you're just saying. Arkansas has like Little Rock, and that's it. I yeah. can't, I can't What's name that? you. A, yeah, <laughs> I can't name you a single rapper from Arkansas. So I, I have no idea. Yeah, so. I've drove through there a couple times. But that's about <laughs> it. So that's probably you know they're just d- using that social media to just get their name out there and use something. Uh huh. That's a smart idea, really. It is. It is. I mean, d- is there something that you feel like you know? that you think you're missing out on that, you know, you just honestly just the building right now. Like that's my next step. And I'm gridlocked on that. I don't know if that's the right play or not, but just how we were talking about earlier with people seeing things, mm-hmm. like I want people to see this an extravagant place and then have an amazing experience. True. Yeah. With so those that's because I mean, you can only do so much at your house. You yeah. can make it look great, but it's still a house. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> and sir, I don't like that too much. So sometimes yeah. we gotta, you know what I mean? And it's just part of progressing, you know what I mean? I've never thought I would be doing this. If you asked me what I was going to do when I was 18, I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't be in Memphis and I wouldn't be doing this. So. Yeah. But I love where my life's going, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm even, like, I would love to have, like, some big-name rapper on here, like Moneybag Yo or NLE Chopper or something like that. Yeah. But, like, people like you is what I'm really happy to meet and, like, talk to. Because, like, Thank you. you know, you're from the North and then you come down here and then you just start your music and everything. Well, you were already doing music, but yeah. it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people need to hear reflecting. that. Yeah. Because sometimes you think like, man, what is what is happening in my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you look back and you're like, okay, I've actually done something. Because <laughs> it, it can get that way, especially yeah. like type of person I am. I always want to be doing more mm-hmm. and I expect a lot more out of myself. So yeah. when you have that high expectation, like, sometimes you can get anxiety because you're not moving as fast as you want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is there, yeah. If it was my way i'd have a building a long time ago yeah but sometimes you got to do things in the right order you know what i mean you can't move too fast or you might burn out yeah i hate that (laughs) oh god man i want to jump i want to skip steps dude i want (laughs) to jump off the cliff with no parachute i don't need it you know what i mean yeah that's just how i am but it's good to be where i'm at doing what i'm doing because i'm learning what i need to learn yeah and getting more clients so when i do get the building it's not gonna fail you know what i mean yeah it's gonna be a lot easier to just jump in and everything's going to be smooth. Yeah, you're laying that foundation right now. Yeah. It, it, it's just going to get stronger and stronger as you take time. I mean, the time. fact that I'm where I'm at now, considering I've only living here for like a year and a half, is mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, I didn't know a single person when I moved here. And, like, that's super intimidating for a guy who, like, relies on friendships a lot. Yeah. You know I mean? I had a lot of close bonds, and I kind of grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. And, like, you kind of get... In that mindset of like, I'm not ever leaving. Yeah. And I don't want to say it that way, but you don't ever think like you're going to be out in the real world, open ocean, like yeah. trying to figure out where land is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of how it was when I landed here. And it took me like six months just to really f- get on my feet. But then I started doing all that stuff we talked about earlier and it, it worked and I was like, okay, cool. And now it's just snowballing. So, so how'd the conversation go with your girlfriend when it was like, we're moving to Memphis. She was the one. She got a job here. Yeah. So. Well, I'm saying like how? Oh, gotcha, how did you, gotcha. Yeah. How did you? Yeah, take first, it? it was like what? 
<laughs> well, I kind of knew it was going to come because she was uh, finishing up with college. She has three master degrees. She's a nerd. Oh, wow. Love her to death. And what? Um, one's in forensic. She's going to kill me, so I don't know. <laughs> one's in forensic science. One's in, I think the other one's in science. I don't know what the other one is. Okay. But she's super smart. But she was. we were going to either move here in New York or uh, Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to be in the snow, so we didn't want... New York wasn't even an option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we flew out to Austin, and we just didn't really like the vibe. Mm. Plus, I think, more or less, it was like 20 hours from home or something. Uh, so okay. it was no longer drive, like seven hours. Yeah. Doable. Yeah. 20 hours, not doable. That's crazy. Especially now we got a dog, we're about to get another dog. Like, uh, we, we don't want to fly a dog, especially underneath... Like, we got an English Mastiff. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's a puppy, and he weighs 130, 40 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, that dog ain't going in a crate under a plane. That's funny. Um, but then she moved down here six months before I did, and it was it was crazy because we did the whole long-distance thing, and mm-hmm. that's super difficult, especially yeah. for a guy in my shoes where, like, this was the basically the first real relationship in my life, like Dang. the longest one, yeah. I love her a lot, but that was, that was testing. But we made it work, <laughs> and we drove – back and forth like every other weekend and uh that six months lasted like 10 years it felt like <laughs> but then i finally moved down here with the help of a friend and it was just a huge shift in like yeah. just everything because i mean i didn't know where to go i didn't know what the <laughs> roads were i didn't know what place was good bad yeah. i mean the food down here is different so that yeah, was cool. yeah but yeah the conversation like it was good and bad, you know, yeah. as you can expect. There was a little bit of resistance on my part, but after I committed, I mean, it was, it was a no-brainer. I mean, it's been nice. a blessing in disguise. That's what's up. But my parents did the same thing. They moved from Chicago to we moved all over. We went from Chicago to Arizona to Minneapolis and Minnesota to Indiana, mm-hmm. and now I'm here. So this is my fifth state. Dang. So I've kind of been used to moving, mm-hmm. but it's always different moving away from your mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. But they had a big role in like, hey, it's okay, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> if so it a, doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but it probably will. So you're all right. What about your friends like from high school? Like, are they still up there? Or? Yeah, man. They're well. A lot of my friends were in the military, so they were already gone. Yeah. But so I mean, that kind of made it easy. Like my best friend's in the Coast Guard. Okay. He's in. He was in Puerto Rico. Now I think he's in Alabama. Oh. Some training thing. But I have a lot of friends, and my brother is in the Marine Corps. He's in San Diego right now. So I mean. And my brother's like my best friend. Like we fought a lot, but he's he, you know he's my rock. I can talk to that dude about anything. Okay. So I mean, it wasn't too hard, and I never really had anybody I was like, like gonna miss that much. Mm. Like I love all my friends to death, but they all want to see me fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like I want to see all my friends fly. Yeah. And I would hate to see someone not take a chance at something amazing, just because they're scared of leaving. You know what mm. I mean? It's hard to explain, but yeah. Like, I'm super, super glad I did it. Uh, have you ever been to San Diego? Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Man. I want to <laughs> go actually, right now. I actually just got back. Um, me and – so my birthday is the 13th of July, and Rachel's is the 8th. Okay. So we went – Party on, month. Yeah, right? So we went on the 10th and uh, spent a week out in L.A. And then I've got a friend that lives in San Diego, my friend Buddy. And we <laughs> – yeah, right. <laughs> my friend Buddy. But – um Thomas Devon Thomas Taylor is his name. Oh, okay, but um, dang, oh yeah, we just went there for a day and hung out with them. Uh-huh. But San Diego, I so, think he he told us that like 
the weather there is it's like the most perfect weather yeah. in the whole world. Dude, I would love to live there. He said like based off of like how hot it gets and how cold it gets. Mm-hmm. It's got like the most perfect weather in like the world or something like that. I forgot Dude, what it Dude, I loved it when I was there. I was only there for like a week. I'm going back I think at the end of the year. But it was just amazing. Like everything yeah. about it is like what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> nice weather, beaches, tons of stuff. Yeah. Cool people like and it seems busy, but not too busy. Yeah, it's not like L.A. where it's like, what's happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> Everybody stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can go somewhere, go to a bar, and not be, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. So is that something that you think about for the future? So you're talking about getting a studio here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. But do you think about, like, you know, this is my spot. Like, Memphis, you know, my girlfriend. I don't really know. I mean, her job's her job. I don't really think it's going anywhere. I think it'd be really cool to, like, have places in other states. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, maybe a resort to go to or, like, a vacation home. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Tennessee's really nice, man. I wonder what the beeping noise was. I don't know, man. I just ignored it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was, like, trying to process in my head, like, what that was before I turned, but I have no idea what that was. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I mean, I moved down here and didn't expect it, so you never know. But I think I could definitely see myself having, like, a vacation home somewhere. Yeah. Like, I've been to uh, St. Martin before. It's, like, mm-hmm. a little island in the Bahamas, maybe. Like, that place is amazing. Okay. I went, like, during a hurricane. <laughs> like, the first day we landed. <laughs> I know. It was, like, not that big of a deal, though. It was, like, mm-hmm. a really small hurricane. But we got there, and it was super windy. And it was right when the airport was, like, destroyed. So, like, yeah. it was insane. But it was, that place is the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my life. Nice. But and it's kind of like, uh, was that? And where was that? It's called St. Martin. St. Like Martin, okay. a little island in the Bahamas, I think. Yeah. I don't really know. But it's, we went down there. But that's, it's kind of like San Diego. Like, super nice weather, beaches. But that place is super, super small. Hmm. Like, you could probably drive around the whole island in, like, an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> it's, it's really small. Yeah, I've heard, um... God, where is that? I can't think of where it is, but like just those island areas. Every time I think about going there for vacation, to me, I'm a, I'm a type of person like when I go on vacation, I want to do stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't like being super lazy when I go on vacation. I'm the opposite, man. I want to sit on a beach <laughs> do and drink nothing. A beer, yeah. <laughs> but you know, when I look at like I don't know, like Tahiti, and people talk about all those like beautiful beach places, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that looks great. But I feel like I get super bored there just by doing nothing. So, yeah, I, I, I guess know. I'm the same type of person. But at the same time, like, sometimes I do so much in just real life. Relax. I need, like, a decompression. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just want to do nothing. Yeah. But I could I could definitely see it's like I got all this cool stuff to do. I got to do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get the, you have the free time. Like, yeah. you, you're taking a vacation to do what you want to do and not have any obligations to yeah. just have fun. Speaking of free time, like, owning a business is, like, the craziest thing ever. Yeah. From going from, like, a job where you're expected to be there at a set time until a set time, and you got to do all this crap in between. Yeah. And now it's like, you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want. You're the boss. Just make money. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you do that, everything is cool. Yeah. And I love that. Like, it's not like going to the gym the same time every day. Mm -hmm. We go with a set group of people, and, like, I need, like, I like structure. 
Yes. Even though sometimes some of the stuff I do can be unstructured, but mm. like my life needs to be structured. Yeah. Like my girlfriend's, uh, like, do you know what bodybuilding like figure is? Yeah, yeah. She's like a figure competitor. So okay. her, she's the most structured person you'll ever meet. Yeah. Likes rules, likes all that stuff. I'm not as hardcore as she is. <laughs> it's like that, but I'm the same type of way. I like going, doing the same stuff every single day. Yeah. So for me, like being able to do what I want and like set my schedule when I'm most proficient, mm. like I love that. You know what I mean? And that's been the best thing about this year is just being able to do what I want and have clients when I want, when I want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there is there something that you feel like, like ah, I I don't know this yet, but this knowing this thing is gonna you know set it off. Everything. No. <laughs> um, I think it might just be. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to learn in everything. I hate to say it's just one thing. Yeah. Because just like anything, it's never one thing. Yeah. It's no easy pill. There's no easy way. Like the only real, <laughs> the only way is like hard work. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I'm such a far, firm believer in that because I hate, I honestly love Mondays because other people don't like them. <laughs> I, I like doing mean. things that people don't like because it makes me feel good about myself mm-hmm. that I like something. Like with like working out, I love doing legs. Ah, oh, uh, the same hate, way. Yeah, I love people legs. hate legs, but I love them because it's like you don't like doing them. I like it. <laughs> I don't just like it. I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? Same thing with like Mondays. Like I love them. Like weekend's mm. over. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a new week, new day to get new opportunities done. Absolutely. And I think from working different sales jobs and doing different stuff like that, that's helped with that mentality. Mm-hmm. I worked for a guy um, one time and he was super hardcore. Like this was back when I was still kind of crazy and drank and partied. And, like, I needed structure. Mm. And he kind of gave me that, like, mentality, the new perspective of, like, you don't have to think like that. Like, weekends don't need to be the end all to your week. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it can be just more days. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it can be, like, Mondays. The, you know what I mean? So he gave me a perspective shift on that. And, like, I dug it, man. Like, I ate it up and absorbed it like a sponge, which I'm glad. Because I was at a super, like, big time where I was either going to go one way or the other way. Yeah. And he was, he was just kind of, was a good leader, you know, a great leader, really. Because, I mean, we have people in our life who are great leaders, crap leaders, and then somewhere in between. And having a person like that, we don't always get that type of person. So I'm just lucky to be around that type of person to help me shift my mentality towards something that's going to benefit the rest of my life. Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm, I miss that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, how hard is it to find somebody with that same mindset that you have? Um, I mean, if I was looking, it'd be really hard. Yeah. I don't look, I like, I've really tried to focus on not expecting anything from anyone mm. and not to be weird, but it's just like, I don't expect anything cause I want to have a good relationship with you regardless of whatever, mm. you know what I mean? I don't want to have a preconceived notion cause I want to go into it with a full open mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you go into something expecting something out of somebody, it can not always go your way. Yeah. And I, I listen to this dude named Jocko Willink. Ah, uh, Jocko. You know Jocko. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I listen to that dude like every day, and that dude <laughs> is shaped. I see why your motivation is up here. Yeah. And like he said, it's not even motivation. It's just you got to f- figure out why. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Because motivation is fickle. It'll go away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to wake up every day. Like, and do this, that, or another, but you got to do it yeah. because it's going to lead to this goal. Mm. And, like, it's hard to find that reason. You know what I mean? For a yeah. lot of people, we always wander and we 
don't always know what to do or why we're doing it. So like once you figure out or try to figure out what's going on or why you're doing it, I think things get easier. Yeah. Well, they may not get easier, but they get they get like more, more clairvoyant. Like this is why I'm doing it. More manageable. Yeah. Like if you give somebody a bunch of tasks, like you give a new person at a job a bunch of tasks, they might not be able to handle it. But yeah. if they but do the, it for the two years, vet, the seasoned vets are like, oh, this is nothing, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's a. Um, God, what's Neil deGrasse Tyson? I think, yeah, I don't know if this was his phrase, but he said, um, nothing on the world, nothing in the world is easy. Uh, you just haven't done it long enough. That and makes I was good like, sense. <laughs> another, another mind blowing fact. From I mean, noth- nothing in the world is hard. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I think you knew what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing in the world is hard. You just haven't done it long enough. Yeah. So it's, it's just saying, like, hey, whatever you want to do, Eventually, it'll be easy. It's probably hard to you right now, yeah. but if you just keep doing it, it'll get easier. Yeah, and that's kind of like phases, you know what I mean? Like, just I was talking with phases with what I'm doing. I'm phases with everything. If you just keep at phase one, you're going to get to phase two. Yeah. Phase one will get easy. Phase two is now hard. You keep doing that, so on and so forth. And I think it's just that, that grit and that reason why that keeps people in the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I used to be super into like inspiring people or you know what I mean? Mm. But nowadays I'm more or less just like if you want a piece, <laughs> you can get a piece, but I'm not gonna give you a piece unless you want it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's hard to do hard stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to wake up on Monday at whatever time and go do all this crap you need to do. Yeah. When you could just sit on the couch. When you could eat this, that or another, or you could just Ignore all your problems. Yeah. But you know if you get those problems done and taken care of, your life's going to be better. Yeah. There's there's somebody who um, I really want to have on the podcast, and we've I've, I've talked to him a good bit, but his name is Kirk Teachout. Have you ever heard of him? Uh-huh. So, here? Yeah. So he's in the area. Um, let's see. I think I'm trying to think of the name of his business. It was Rise Studios. He had a place downtown, but he said it was too expensive. He was like – the amount of money that he was making compared to how much he was spending on that, he was like, I, yeah, he was like, I just do this at home. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the route he went. But, um, smart. Yeah. He, he's the type of person who like opened my mind to like, I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you and like learning this about you and how, um, just headstrong you are about, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. No excuses. Let me just get this done. And it's, I'd say it's hard to find people like that. Like there's a lot of people I know that want to do music, but they don't really want to do music. Like they're not putting that work in. They're not putting that time in. I think it comes with, it might've just been how I've always been. But like when I get focused on something, like I, I identify with that. You know what I mean? Like when I was in a band, like that was who I was. Mm. It wasn't just like. There is no, there is no plan B for me, ah. and that's one of my biggest flaws because I don't want a plan B, <laughs> even if it's the smartest thing to do. Yeah, but for me, it's the distraction because mm. that says in the back of my mind, it's okay to fail because it's ah. not. It's not it, well, it's okay to fail, but it's not okay to give up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not okay to give into that failure, that okayness. Yeah, yeah, because it's not okay to be average yes. in my mind. Yeah, and I don't want to be around people who think it's okay. Absolutely, because that in my mind that's toxic. Yeah. You saying, like, or when we're at the gym, like, you say you don't want to do this or we're only going to do this and we should be doing this. 
I don't want anywhere near that. I don't want to be told <laughs> you're tired. Yeah. I don't want to told you can't do something because it's like, yes, you can. Go for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if you fall on the ground, like, you did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Get up. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. It's like that uh, C.T. Fletcher, my yeah. <laughs> it's still your set. <laughs> it's still your motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that dude. He's been through so much crazy yeah. stuff. I couldn't even imagine. That dude was almost dead because Multiple they said he had, to, he had to sleep. Like against the wall, like sitting up, or else he was gonna die. <laughs> has like a heart surgery and then gets out of the hospital and tries to run. <laughs> like that's crazy. He's a wild man. And he, and um, God, what's the other dude? Um, Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, I love Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie always talks about uh, people say that they want to do what I did, but you know, look at me. And he was talking about how he had all those surgeries. He could exactly. barely walk. He had to relearn how to walk. And it's multiple like, times. People don't really want to do what I do. No. People don't really want to go through the stuff that I've been through. And Being successful is hard. Yeah. <laughs> to say, you know, lightly. And it's, I mean, that dude's given everything, but he was, not just was, he is the best bodybuilder ever. Yeah. You know, maybe Phil Heath might take it this He's year. He's trying to but, catch him. But even then, I mean, you put them side by side in their best years, it's good for comparison. Yeah. But for people who don't listen to bodybuilding – Success, like, it's crazy to think of how much work this truly successful people put in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all that stuff you don't see and what they're doing every single night. Like, that's what makes me want to go do more. It makes me feel like I'm not doing anything. Mm. And that's what – it used to get me, like, disappointed or, like, it made me feel inferior, I guess. But now it just makes me hungrier. Okay. It makes me want to go do more, and it's – like I know if you can do it, I can do it too. Mm. Like if it's possible for you to do it because you bleed the same blood I do, I can do it as well. Yeah. Like that's what gets me in the gym. Like I see you do a weight, like I'm gonna do it for two. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like it may not be realistic at the time. Yeah. But I think that's a healthy mindset to have to go get something more. You know? Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, it was during a football game, and I think I think our quarterback threw a pick, and I was going to go like catch this guy, and like, you know, I didn't catch him, but I sprinted the life out of me. Yeah. And uh, somebody on our team was like, did you think he was going to catch him? I was like, yep. yes. <laughs> like, I don't care if he was on the other side of the field. In my head, I'm catching anybody that's on the yeah. field. Like, that's that's my mindset. Like, I've got this dude. Like, yeah. no matter what, I'm catching him. Exactly. Because you might have been close, but if you didn't have that mindset, you wouldn't have been. Nowhere near as close. Yeah. There's, like, this famous video of um, – actually, there's two of them. One is um, – do you remember Ben Watson? Do you, do you watch football? Uh, a little bit, not really. So there was a, I think it's Ben Watson. I can't remember, but um, played tight end for the Patriots. Okay. But uh, I'm guessing Tom Brady throws a pick, and he like goes from one side of the field to the other, and like catches the guy like close to the end zone. Mm. And then there's another video of Julio Jones. Like um, I think Matt Ryan throws a pick, and Julio just like sprints down the field and finally catches this Realism. dude and everybody's like that's that crazy kind of hustle because he's playing wide receiver yeah he doesn't have to go make a tackle like he's getting paid millions of dollars to catch a ball yeah he's not getting paid millions <laughs> to right. go tackle somebody so that's what's crazy when they do it when they're still getting paid them money exactly exactly like i i love people who are willing to go that extra mile and do something a little different even though you know they don't have to do that Right. And I, I appreciate people like well, that. Well, I think that's what makes life worth living, man. Like, like money is obviously important. 
Yeah. Like, I don't want to get that misconstrued, but, like, at the same point, like, life isn't money. Yes. Life, like, money makes life more enjoyable. Yeah. But, like, truly to have good connections and good moments and, I mean, the best things that usually happen, like, when you look back are the hardest things you've ever done. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it's been in my life. It sucks at the time, but you look back and you're like, man, I did that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I persevered or I did this, that, or another, and it, it worked out. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, this is not music money. This is Owens Corning money. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> that, that, so that's what I do is my day job. It's when I got off work today, I am a automation technician or electrical maintenance technician for Owens Corning. Okay. So that is something I really like doing. I really enjoy doing it because I always thought like engineering and messing with robots and stuff. That's yeah. pretty much what I do. Like I always thought that would be cool. Yeah. So that's my day job, and I earn good money doing it. But I also love doing music, and I also love doing podcasts. And right. I, and I love these other things. And um, just hearing some people talk about their job and how they hate it, I'm just yeah. like. That's another thing it, I hate hearing. <laughs> I'm serious, because it's like if you have, like, in America we have opportunities to change yes, the situation. you got a choice. Not everything is perfect here, but we can change our situation yeah. most times. And when, like, you don't have the right job, like, I get it. You got to go through some sucky ones. But, dude, you can go get a better one. Or you yeah. can go do something you like. You might not be the top dog, but you can work your way up. Absolutely. And I hate hearing people say they hate their job. <laughs> dude, like, there's a few things that just gets me, but that's one of them. It's like, dude, you have such little time here. Exactly. You could die... Tomorrow, you know what I mean? Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. But, like, why risk your happiness just because you're too complacent to change? Yeah. That's scary. And, yeah, like, that's that's what I thought about even, like, when I got out of the military. Because it was that, you know, like, when you were talking about moving to Memphis and it's like, all right. You know, what this, do we do? <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> Big boy time. Yeah. So, when I got out of the military, I was like, shoot, what am Did I going to do? you go in when you are 18? No. So um, I, I finished college, and um, I was like, I want to join the Air Force. So um, after, let's see, I how old was I, 26 when I got out, 25? I'm 28 right now. Okay. But um, Did you go on for four or six? Four. I was like, all right, let me just do four because yeah. I can always sign on for more. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just do the, the short one. was like, you sure? <laughs> you sure? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, let me just do the short run and yeah. then we'll figure it out later. So, um, yeah, after I did that, I was like, all right, I'm getting out and just got to figure out, you know, what I want to do next. And so, you know, lo and behold, here I am now. And I'm glad, you know, I, I love doing what I do. And I get to do all this other stuff. Is that where you went? Owens Corning right after you got done? No. So weird, really weird setup. So after I got out of the military, um, I got a call from um, this company about doing, um, gosh, what was it? It's a guy. He was a retired, like, colonel or, or general in the Air Force. Right. And he started some company about training veterans on how to work on, like, um, like telecommunications, it's like the the cell phone towers. Okay, cool. So he he started some company on training people how to do it. It was two weeks. So I was like, sure, I'll go do that. I actually was trying to be a cop in mm-hmm. Huntsville, Alabama, and then I went and like did their physical test, and I like 
blaze their test by, by way more than anybody else because I'm, I'm a fit dude. Yeah. And most people who are cops, they're like either kind of fit. You know, there's a lot of ex-military, but, yeah. you know, I just kind of Well, depending on what town you're in, too. Yeah, if that, too. If you're in a small town, it's, it's going to yeah. be hit or miss. Which I was surprised because Huntsville is – Is it big? They're the fastest growing city in Alabama. Okay. Like, so Birmingham is the biggest right now, but Huntsville is about to pass it. Okay. Like NASA's in Huntsville. So they should have some pretty Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like, all right. But anyway, so um I went to that tower climbing school. I came back and I got offered a job and I worked that job for like I think a month. I started at the beginning of December and then or beginning of November or something. Yeah, beginning of November. And then um while I'm up there, I actually got a call from a program called AAM. So Rockwell Automation started a program training veterans on how to learn the automation industry. And so, they just got in contact with you since you were from the Air Force? Yeah. Um, there's a website That's called, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank God, God. What is the name of that website? I can't think of the name of it. But, oh, Clearance Jobs. So okay. I, I have a top secret clearance. and. Not anymore? No. Yeah, not anymore now. <laughs> it's, it's just because it's been a while. Like, yeah. I think... I think it renews because so if you have a secret clearance, I think it lasts like ten years. But if you have a top secret, it lasts five years because I think they want you to like. I didn't even you've know there's tiers of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's um, secret, top secret, and then there's something called Yankee White. Top yeah. top secret. <laughs> Yankee White is top top secret. Yankee White's like. Well, um, so what's that mean? Like like top secrets like. Like what are the levels? Of oh, this? so so with like Area Fifty One stuff, Yankee level, like I don't even know what you need to be there. But so with, <laughs> with secret, I work. I was in Minot Air Force Base in um, in North Dakota. Okay. So a lot of people on the on the flight. I worked on the flight line, so I did. I was a weapons uh, mechanic, pretty much. Like okay. I dealt with the weapons of the B fifty two bomber, but. Um, so basically, I would say most of the people on the flight line had a secret clearance. Very and that's just because it's a weapon system. Yeah, like you're in the military, you're working on weapons, and you're working on this. It's a top secret aircraft because it had nuclear weapons on it. So Ooh. most people had secret, and then top secret were people in weapons, and like new developing weapons. No, so we we just like we loaded the bombs, and then we. Just worked on the weapon systems, like doing. And this is just for you to be like, hey, don't talk about what you do to people. Yeah, so weapons people, we knew how to arm the nukes, so that's why we got top secret. Gotcha. Not everybody knows how to do that. Just the weapons people. For so er- purposes. Yeah, exactly. You don't want everybody to know yeah, that. So no. everybody else just had secret. Makes but sense. Um, I think there was one other group of people that got top secret. I can't remember. But, um, so yeah, it was like just a couple of people. And then like some security forces people, like the military cops. Yeah. I think some of them get top secret if they're doing certain things. Um, there's a really cool thing that, um, so we usually would do a exercise at night and, um, they would start rolling out the nukes and it's just like these big, uh, trucks that are just like 
driving the nukes. like live nukes? Like Yes. <laughs> okay. And they're just like driving them out. And um, funny you ask that. Are you like like shitting your pants this whole time? <laughs> no, it's actually kind of cool because you just like, I don't know, you just chill there and you just watch just, them. Just a bunch of bombs. Yeah, they do a, they do a call on the radio and they and that call on the radio means don't move because if you move, <laughs> they have a reason to shoot you oh, because – They've got live nukes on the on the airfield, so right. Um, so yeah, they they're driving these nukes out, and it's just nighttime, and it's just it's like a cool scene. Yeah, you know, it's like a scene in a movie. But um, yeah, so that that job was it, it was pretty cool. Like the experience I got from it, like that was dope. And shoot, what was I telling you? Uh, we were talking about how Owens Corning. Kind of contact you. Oh yeah, so clear, I, had, I had clearance, clearance jobs. Program, yeah. yeah, so clearance jobs. Um, I got on there after I got out of the military, but that's how Rockwell contacted me was from okay. that program, and then I did that pro. That was a three month program. So um, Rachel was back in Alabama. I had to go to no, was here. I had to go to Milwaukee. Oh, to do that, yeah. So um, that's like when what, was that in the cold? Or? Yeah. Oh Ooh. my god. <laughs> It's the program started in January. Ugh. They had one of the coldest days they ever had in like ten years. A blizzard came through. <laughs> it was crazy. Hey, I'm going back home. Uh, yeah, and I just spent three years in Minot, and Minot. So it's a north. It's like north central North Dakota. Okay. And you don't get cold there, dude. The coldest it ever got was like negative sixty something. Only, <laughs> I was so cold, bro. <laughs> it was so cold. Oh, like you go outside and your nostrils just hurt because yeah. you're breathing in that cold air. Like, you know, okay. So everybody here is like wearing masks and stuff, and you know, like when you when you go places, you know, you kind of you're wondering. Do I look goofy wearing like you know some people wear like a face shield? You're you're just wondering like, am I goofy for wearing this or am I goofy for wearing that? Like when you're when you know it's negative sixty when you go outside, all that goes out the window. Oh yeah, you're just like wear whatever you want to wear. Die, like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and literally people died. Yeah. Like um, so there would be blizzards that would come through, and people would try to drive through it, and their cars would get stuck. Of course. So they get out and try to walk, and it's a blizzard. Yeah, so they done. get lost in the snow and they just die. Yeah. Like that that happened, and when I would hear about it, like on base or like hear about it in the news, I'm like, this what is crazy. Yeah. Like I'm from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know what snow is. <laughs> it was wild, but, yeah, that's that was a crazy experience. But anyway, so, yeah, Milwaukee in the wintertime, it was a terrible idea, but – Best experience <laughs> I had, yeah. Best experience I had as far as, like, learning learning something completely new. Yeah. And so, yeah. Then I had a few choices um, of where I could go. Like, the comp- like, companies came to that program to hire us. Gotcha. And Owens Corning just so happened to be one of the companies. Uh, like, Smuckers was there. Um, <laughs> but they, they didn't hire anybody. They, they realized that we didn't have that much experience, like, in the field. I was like, y'all knew that before we yeah. came. But, um yeah, there's some there's some other cool companies there. Uh, not Hershey, was it Hershey? Yeah, Hershey. I think Hershey was there. Probably fat as hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, 
gosh, what's the what's the ice cream? Hagendas. Mm. Um, I think they were. I think Hagendas is owned by somebody. I don't know if it was Hershey or what. But um, fun fact about them. Do you know what Hagendas means? No. So German it, probably. It, it doesn't mean anything. Really? Yeah, the guy was telling us, he, he asked that question. He was like, uh, it's, that's a trick question. Oh, but, of course. Uh, <laughs> he was like, does anybody know what haagen means? And like, He's probably all excited. Like, yeah, somebody raised their hand. They're like, uh, I think it means, he's like, wrong. wrong. <laughs> and, <Idiot>. then, <laughs> and then, um, you know, everybody's quiet now. He's like, all right, it doesn't mean anything. They just made it up because it sounded cool. And I was like, wow. <laughs> but, again, that's, that's that marketing type stuff yeah. that a lot of people don't really think about. But um, yeah, so slinging ice cream, dude. You got to come up with something good. Yeah, so yeah, that's I I picked Owens Corning from Memphis, and that's how I'm here. I'm just like you. I've been here. I didn't know a soul in Memphis. Me and Rachel's from Ohio. Okay, and um, what part of Ohio? She's from like Northeast Ohio. I think it takes her like 45 minutes to get to Canton from her hometown. Okay, but um, yeah, so we. Ohio's like an hour away from my hometown. Oh, really? Yeah, well, okay. not like, like Cincinnati is like an hour and a half away. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Cincinnati. It's all right. Have you have you ever had Eli's Barbecue? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Is it amazing? That's the best barbecue I've ever had. Really? And it's in Cincinnati. Dang. That surprised me. My favorite one here is, uh, it's called the Elwood Shack. You Elwood's, that? yeah. Dude, that place is so good. Elwood's is good. We just had, um, what was that place called? Oh, the barbecue. It's a barbecue shop. There's two. A- there's a barbecue shack, and then there's a barbecue shop. I think barbecue shack is actually inside of a Whole Foods. There's a Whole Foods in downtown Memphis. It sounds like something that wouldn't be in a Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, right? But, um, yeah, I think there's a barbecue shack inside there. But barbecue shop, we went there recently. It was pretty good. Um, that's That's one thing about Memphis It's like, so oh, many, we got some food here. yeah. It's it's so many like different opinions too. Like, oh my so God. many people are like, oh, They're this is the best. They're strong about their barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> like I was at uh, one of my old jobs here, and like like a bunch of old dudes I worked with, mm. and like somebody brought it up. They're like, "What's your favorite barbecue?" <laughs> and it was like war for like an hour, and they were like, "No, this place is the best. This place is the best." And they were talking about like which Gus's was the best. Oh. Like you got to go to this one on this street. If you go anywhere else, you're getting a disservice or something <laughs> like that. I was like, damn, just chicken, bro. Like, yeah, there's a so there's a Gus. Um, what is it? Close to the mall down here. Yeah, there's one over there. I, so me and That's Rachel, the one I live next to. Okay, so me and Rachel, we went, went to that mall. one. Yeah, yeah, we went to that one and it was good. That was not bad. But uh, we have heard. I don't really like deep fried chicken that much, though. I'm the same way. I like yeah. chicken, like, we got the chicken tenders. Yeah. I'll eat chin- chicken tenders all day, especially like buffalo like oh, chicken yeah. tenders. But, like, actual, like, fried chicken on the bone, I don't really care for that. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. But I'll eat some wings, but I don't know. I'm not a huge, like, fried I chicken. I eat so much person. chicken every day that's, like, I don't really want to fry it. Yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this uh, meme, but it's like this big bodybuilder. It looks like he's in a restaurant, but he's like just sitting at a table by himself and there's nobody around. He's like, oh, chicken and rice, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> probably seen it. <laughs> it's just that mindset of like, I know I should eat this, but I really don't want to yeah. eat this. I have to tell myself to eat this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've I've got some friends that do bodybuilding, and just just hearing 
the creativeness that you have to come up with. The I remember I was eating at one point just like chicken and rice all the time. Dude, mustard and hot sauce became oh, dude, my, my best friends. My girl has so many different condiments. Like, oh my god! Every type of condiment you can imagine, all sugar free. Like trying to figure out which ones don't suck. <laughs> most of sugar free ones suck, dude. Yeah. Like, sugar free ketchup, pretty god awful. Yeah, it's, it's you know not I mean? as good as the original stuff. The sugar free stubs barbecue is pretty good. That is good. Yeah. I think we just bought the mustard. I don't really eat mustard. Is it honey mustard? Yeah, that's the one she yeah, just got. Yeah, we we have that one. I don't I don't even know if I've tried it. I know, know we have it. I don't really eat mustard. Really? Use, nah. I what? use barbecue on everything, dude. Really? <laughs> Throw it on everything. Dang. That's what's up. Or hot sauce. I can do hot sauce and everything. Yeah. I actually went through like, um, what was it like? It was a Texas Pete wing sauce and some other, oh, Louisiana. I mm. got those two wings because they usually just have the hot sauce. Yeah. So I got their wing sauces and they were okay, but I think I'd rather just get the hot sauce. I usually, like if I make wings, I'll usually just dump a bunch of uh, red hots or yeah, Frank's, Frank's. In there. Oh yeah, and then mix it with like some, like some brown sugar and some like sweet baby rays on your wings. Yeah, I've never done that. Like, dude, okay, so this is my dad's. <laughs> you about recipe. to put me on game. This is my this is my dad's recipe. <laughs> of course, get like the stuff you cut up, the chicken. Yeah, put it in the oven, like marinate it with just the hot sauce. Okay, like you can do the wing sauce if you don't want it that hot mm. for like forty five minutes on like three twenty five. Mm. Then throw it on the grill. This is the trick right here. You got to throw mm. it on the grill, char it for like five minutes. Okay. And you dunk it in the barbecue with the brown sugar. Game changer. <laughs> Yo, I've got to try that. That's Bro, wild. My dad makes the best wings. Like, hmm. he could sell them and make a million dollars. Jesus. But I'm fine with him just making them. Out of them. <laughs> it's like That's like my wild. favorite part of going back home. Yeah. It's just eating the heck out of his wings. That's crazy. I've never done that before. I never, I mean, dude, I didn't even know how to cook until I was, like, 22. Really? <laughs> now, like, I cook for Sarah and me all the time. Like, mm. I'm I'm the one who cooks. She doesn't. Like, mm. it's weird. It's awesome, though, because I I'll eat so much. Like, I cook so much steak, it's not even funny. Yeah. Like, I ate a ribeye before I came in. <laughs> so you're a big dude, and you're lean, but, like, how much of that is your genetics, and how much of that is, like, you know, it's me working out, it's me eating super strict. I don't eat that strict. Okay. Um, see, a lot of people, they if seem If I said like that on here, Sarah would roast me. <laughs> She's like, he's lying. <laughs> but, I mean, I work out like six days a week for like two hours a day. I mean, I eat like, I don't eat awful. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not like perfect. Like, I'll definitely eat a pizza every now and then. Yeah. But, I mean, I think a lot of it just comes down to the intensity in the gym. Like, when I first started working out, I was like 150 pounds. Mm. 6'3". Jeez. Pretty dang small. Yeah, that's, now, that's thin. Now, like. The other day, like, I was, like, 250. That's crazy. At the same height. So, I mean, I've packed on almost 100 pounds. Yeah. It's probably not all muscle, but most of it is. And how long do you say that took you? Mm, about, I've been working out since I was 18, so, like, six years, seven okay. years. Like, I took it serious when I was 18. Yeah. I started when I was, like, 16, but no, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of went Just throwing in. some weight, picking it up, putting it yeah. down. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, that's something I like, too, though, because, like, for me, like, working out, is like that structure because you see progression. Yeah. Hopefully, like every workout or every week, you know, if you hit a new number, like that's progression. Yeah. So for me, that's just another thing that helps me with my mind of like moving forward. So maybe I'm not moving too fast with the business week, but I hit an awesome PR or something. Yeah. Like I still won that week. You know what I mean? Because I constantly have to be engaged with something. Yeah. Like, 
And I definitely, I don't think I could record 12, day, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. That'd be tough. Yeah. But I mean, that for me is like, just keeps me focused. Plus it gets out of all those emotions you got to get out. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Or just sitting down all day, you get, you get restless. Yeah. So you got to get going on something. So what is, what would you say is your favorite pastime? Like if you're not doing music or working out, like what would you say is your like go-to, all right, cool. I get to go do this now. I don't really do, I don't really have. Like hobbies, you know? No, I don't. <laughs> I literally like, like I make music too. Yeah. So I guess you'd call that a pastime. Cause okay. Like I still love like creating music because that was a big part of what shaped me, you know what mm. I mean? Um, but I, even that, like I don't know if I consider that a hobby because it's still doing what I do. Yeah. Like all I really do, man, is work out, run a studio and. That's it. Sleep. And you eat. know what I mean? <laughs> we like we like going to escape rooms. Yeah. You ever done those? I haven't. Bro. Is yeah. that really fun? Yeah. Is we there go one here? to we go to Escapeology, I think it's called in Bartlett. Okay. They have a really good one. Not too bad price. But there's a ton of them in Memphis. Hmm. Like I in Indiana, there's only like maybe one or two in Indy. Mm. But like in Memphis, there's like ten of them. So I mean it's tons of different options. I've never been to one. Dude, they're they'll challenge your mind like, really <laughs> because you go in there and like at first you really don't have any clues you know yeah. what i mean and you have to figure out like what the heck do i do there's all this stuff yeah and then you slowly have to figure out what's piece one what's piece two you know what i mean yeah sarah's really good at him like she has that type of analytical brain mm. and i'm just kind of the guy who helps after <laughs> she figures out the piece. what do i do <laughs> yeah she finds stuff and i figure out where it goes oh okay so we're a good team but it's, it's a good thing to try like hmm. especially like you two would be a good little like relationship thing yeah do like, you have a um gosh what was i gonna ask you is it like uh i don't know as a set time limit that it that's like all right you haven't figured it out yet is it something like that or is it what do you like wh- like what would be a situation like, okay, so you you get put in a room, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have an hour. You have an hour? To okay. Fi- to figure out the whole thing. Okay. So is it is it just one room? Or yeah, is it- well, it depends. Like, the last one we just went to, they're all different. Okay. Like, you're in, like, one room, and then you could unlock a door to go to another room, which could lead to another room. Oh. You just never know. They don't tell you anything, and that's part of the fun. Because you walk into it with no expectation. Yeah. Just knowing it's going to be confusing, probably. <laughs> and then, like, if you do it, and we usually do them all. Like, we've completed all of them at that place. Mm-hmm. We're about to, like, they have this, like, invite-only room. Yeah. And that's the next one we're going to do whenever it's back up and running. But I'm super excited for that one. <laughs> but they're crazy. always They're all different, and, like, they have different themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the last one we did was, like, you're on a ship or something, and, like, the captain's going to enslave you. All right. Like, if you don't figure your way out of this boat or something like that. <laughs> it was something like that. It was cool, though. Yeah. Hmm. But, and then they're based in, like, different, like, years. Like, that one was, like, 1700s or something. But some of them are, like, science-based or – so they have something for everybody. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've, I've never even seen – I should probably just YouTube some. Yeah, dude. Like, I've, I've literally never seen – like, all I'm thinking about right now is just, like, people in a room – and then there's like a door, and it's like you have to figure everything out to get this key. Do you or like, like like puzzles? That. I do. I do. You, you'd like it, things. It's basically just a bunch of puzzles. Okay. And you got to figure out which piece is the first piece of the puzzle, hmm. and usually that leads you to the next piece. But most of the time, it can just be like you have a bunch of these pieces and you don't know what to do with them. Hmm. 
but it's it's really challenging. Most of them are. At least okay. the good ones. That's dope. Yeah, yeah I, I love them. So, what would you say is other than other than that, like the best thing about Memphis? Hmm. Honestly, just the ease of like meeting new artists. Like, okay. So you think it? Do you think it's easier doing that here? Oh my gosh, so much easier. Because like so, in in a city, you kind of want to balance out, you know, as we were talking about, like the slow pace with the abundance of people. Mm -hmm. Because you know, if it's too fast paced, then like Los Angeles, uh, I was talking to somebody about how. You know, if people want to get famous, they move to Los Angeles. Well, it's right. like, but if everybody has that mindset, that's a lot of competition. Yeah, for sure. So if you narrow down the competition with the city with potential, then you can build a better, you know, a better name for yourself easier. The cool thing about Memphis, I'd say that it's slow, but there's an abundance of musicians. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, Memphis is really not that big, I yeah. feel. But there's tons yeah. of people who make music. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like Indianapolis has a good scene there. It's a good metal scene, but mm -hmm. it's not near like this. Excuse me. But, I mean, like, how many famous rappers have come out of here? Like, tons of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Indy, I don't think has, like, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I don't know any. Like, there's been, like, one, like, kind of famous metal band. Yeah. But they stopped making music. Like, I went to the last <laughs> show ever, like, five years ago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like. Like, the music scene down here is just so much bigger. Mm -hmm. Especially for a studio, like, you're not always going to be lucky enough to record a band every day. Yeah. Like, that's too unrealistic. Like, but you could totally record a couple rappers every day. Yeah. Or hip-hop people, you know what I mean? Or singers. You can knock that out in an hour or two. So, how does that work with um, recording, a, like, a like a band so for you? For you, how does that work out? So, I mean, obviously after we all coordinate which day works for everybody, because that's a hard part. Yeah. You have a five-piece band, they don't have to be off of work, so on and so forth. But once we get in there, it usually takes anywhere from like five to eight hours to record everything. Mm -hmm. And then who knows how long to mix it, maybe like another four to six hours, depending on how big it is. But, I mean, most of the time you want to spend as much time as you can because every little detail is important. Yeah. Because it's not like a rap song where, you know, everything's already pretty much made. Yeah. You're just laying vocals down. The beat and the vocals. The beat, you know what I mean? Because when it, you add the human element, especially with drums, guitar, the bass, if anything's out of line, it sounds weird. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's where it becomes a lot more challenging as an engineer because then you have to tell someone to do something over a lot of time. <laughs> And sometimes, and sometimes you can get worse as you go because you oh, get fatigued, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when it comes to guitar or drums or anything. Yeah. And I'm a drummer, so I'm, I'm an awful critic, you know what I mean? But then you also have to decide, like, are you able to actually do this? Mm -hmm. And is it worth, like, sitting here for two more hours trying to get it right? And a lot of times you can just use, like, program drums. Because mm -hmm. most of the time I sample stuff anyway. Like, if I take, I'll, I'll record your kick drum, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to sample a kick drum over top of it. Mm. And that's a lot. I mean, just about everyone does that, mm. unless you're lucky enough to have, like, a million-dollar drum room. Yeah. But, I mean, it, when you don't have ideal situations to record a drum set in, you got to make do with what you got, just like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I don't have a million-dollar drum room, but I have samples from million-dollar drum rooms, you know what I mean? Mm. So, I can make it work. So... How does the musician feel about that? Um, I mean, is there an ego check in there? Like, 
So this is easy for me to understand their point because I used to be in their position. Mm -hmm. I was the drummer before I knew what samples were and how they were used. I was like, I don't want any of that fake crap. (laughs) I mean, I want me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a robot doing it. But like realizing how hard it is to play drums or any instrument well enough where everything's completely on time. Yeah. And more or less just for time's sake. Because I can program a whole drum track way quicker than I could like quantize and move every single drum hit over. Mm. Then I have to deal with like phase issues and all this other crap. Yeah, it's a lot quicker to do that and just get a really good drum sound. I can still use like live cymbals. I usually do that. Yeah, but I'll sample all the drums, and that's a lot faster than doing everything else perfectly. Awesome. But I mean, it just depends on genre. Like metal, you're probably gonna have most samples. Rock, same thing. Hmm. But maybe if you're doing like a quiet country song or a folk song, yeah. you might want that dirty sound drum. So hmm. it just depends on what you're doing. Have you worked with like um, any EDM people or anything like that? Um, I've done some stuff like that where it's like like that type of music and like a pop vocal over it. Yeah. I love that type of music. Yeah. It's booming right now. Yeah, it is. It is. I um, There's a girl I'm trying to work with. We actually we went to high school together, but I have like not talked to her since high school. And I just most of the people from high school. <laughs> yeah, I just found her on um, I don't know if it was Instagram or Facebook, and I was like, "Looks like she's DJing." And I was like, "She is DJing." Is she here? No, she actually lives in Denver. Oh, damn. and um, well, at least that's what like be I a think good her profile place to live right now. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was like, "Dang, that's dope!" And so I hit her up, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm DJing." Um, she goes by Tech Savvy. Okay, and um. Her, her stuff is pretty good, so I sent I sent her a bunch of like um, sample packs and stuff I yeah. have. She was like, "You sent me a ton of stuff." I was like, "I've been collecting." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's all right. I'm a like I'm a hoarder when it comes to like free samples and oh, stuff yeah. like that." Whenever I like, see a free plugin, I'll click on that. Even if I don't use it, like I got it. Uh, yeah, I'm like I I never know when I might need this, right. and it, you know if it's free right now, I might as well just get it. If I never use it, I can always delete it. So. Yeah. I don't know. That like I I'm a huge guy on tools. Like if I if I've got the tools, I can get the work done. But yeah. if I don't have the tools, then I I'm going to spend a lot more time trying to make sure I can, you know, craft something together to yeah. to get the job done. And that's where plugins are cool or any samples or whatever. It's like I can still get the sound, but I can get it a lot quicker. Exactly. Just having the right set of tools. Exactly. That's where like the right plugins come in handy cuz it's like I could do all his work or could just do throw this on there and like be done with it. Exactly. Yeah. So what is so you said you want to start um with the with your building. Yeah. But what is I would say next small step that you that you need to take? Um honestly I've just been searching. Like there's obviously it's gonna cost money and I just don't want to pay an arm and a leg, especially being new, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know how all that stuff works, but right now I'm trying to find, if I could find someone who knows stuff about that, mm-hmm. that'd be great. I um, really want a partner going into it. I have a guy who wants to also do it, but he doesn't have as much experience as me, which is not a big deal. Like You can teach that. Yeah. But it'd be really nice to have somebody who like had clients as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because right now I would just be going into it with all my clients mm-hmm. and nothing else, which yeah. is fine. Like I could probably swing it. But, you know, if I had another person paying half the rent or if someone knew someone, we could rent something from someone they knew. Mm -hmm. That's one of the cons of being not from here 
because I don't know people who own stuff. Yeah. Like, if I was in Indiana right now, I know, like, three different people. I'd be like, could I rent your building? Or do you know somebody who does? Yeah. So that's been one of the things. But like anything, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, in due time, everything happens. That's what I really wanted to get from this podcast was just, um, like, the person I had on before you was, have you ever heard of Frost Bake Shop? Mm-mm. Mm, where's that at? Is that on? They have multiple locations. They've got one. They, oh. So actually, Uh-oh. they make all their stuff in Bartlett. It's uh, behind what's it, St. Francis, the hospital that's over there. I can't. I think that's the name of it. I, I mean, I've been over there. I don't remember if I've been to that. So if you pass that Gus's Fried Chicken, so yep. the Bahama Breeze, that little yep. intersection, you take the if Bahamas here, and then the uh, Gus is on the left. Yeah. So if it if you're going down the road this way, I think that's Germantown Parkway. Yes. Oh, not Germantown, the other one. This is 64. 64. So if you're going down 64, going toward Memphis, um, it's down that road. Okay. They actually make all their stuff right there. But they've got... I think I've been there. I feel like I've been there. They've got two locations. One's in Memphis area, and then the other one's, I think, somewhere else. But um, So anyways. Yeah. (laughs) The owner of that, I had on before you. Okay. And um, shoot... I forgot why we going? Brought that, yeah. yeah, where I brought that up. Oh, I was just talking about making connections. So mm-hmm. that is something that I really wanted to obtain from this podcast was just grabbing so many random people that yeah. you know I will be able to be like, oh, I know a person that can help you out with. Yeah. And so that that's something that I I really hope to get from this. And like it pains me that you're like, oh, I wish I had somebody who and like it pains me to know that I yeah. don't know. Well, I mean, I've spoken into existence. So yeah. <laughs> if I don't hear something today, there's always the future. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I that's it's something like I value being a a connected person, like a person that people can go to yeah. for an answer. Like I really value that. That's so awesome. I um. You know, I've had on photographers. Like, if you needed a photographer, I've had on, I've had on one photographer, and then I've had on, um, you know, SS Productions. He mm-hmm. does music. Yeah, I think videos. I saw a video of that. Yeah, he um, he's done a good bit of those videos in this area. And then, let's see, who else have I had on? I've had on a lot of musicians. Uh, Louise Page. I had on her. Uh, Anna Elizabeth Craig. Uh, Victor Sawyer. Uh, just. Uh, Many different people in, in different kind of bands. Victor's in the Lucky Seven Brass Band. Um, Ashton Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I'm leaving people out. Uh, Adam McClellan. Yeah. So it's it's cool to. Oh, and I saw some flyer where it had like it was Slider In. Mm-hmm. Slider In had the list of people who they were going to come in, and like it was. Adam McClellan, and then down the list, Ashton Riker. And I was uh, like, that's cool. Nice. Uh, you know, I, I've met those yeah. people, and I've talked to them, built a relationship with them. So that's that's really wanna, what I want to be able to do is yeah. like, you know, hey, for Ryan to be like, Jackson, I need a guy. Yeah. Cool, got you. Like, well, I think that's part of being successful, too, is just building relationships within the community. Yeah. Because it starts here, you know what I mean? Even if you want to go somewhere big, or not big, but just different, you know what I mean? It starts with where you're at. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really cool that you're doing all this and that you don't limit yourself to who you bring on. Yeah. So I thought you had like a, did you have like a doctor on here? Yeah, I did. Like he a, actually, uh, what? This, he that's a my thumb. Oh, dang. Did you chop it off? 
uh, my dog bit it off. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, he um, he just weighed out. Take his toy? <laughs> no, we were just sitting on the couch, and I stood up, and he just like went crazy, and then just attacked me, and I was like, oh, Jesus! But the the surgeon that did this. Uh, he came on the podcast. That was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But then I had another guy who is a um, guy. He does physical therapy. Yeah, I think I, I saw that guy explaining something. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love that. I love yeah, yeah. bringing people on that, you know, like even when I was asking you about the, you were talking about the linear frequency um, uh, EQs and stuff like yeah. that. Like I, I understand all that stuff, but I'm not going to lie. Like I don't know very detailed about that stuff. Like I get it, but it's they a lot of people say you don't really know something till you can explain it to like a fifth grader. And yeah, so I, that's I'm an not, excellent way. I'm not at that level yet. With, I don't even know if I'm there yet. <laughs> I mean that's to explain that to a fifth grader be very challenging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jocko says you gotta simplify things and to simplify something would mean that you know what you're actually saying. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And so. putting thoughts into words is always a challenge as well when it comes to certain things. Absolutely. But, but yeah, that's that's something that I really value is just, you know, just meeting people, connecting them, giving them what they need, and then, you know, as I said, just building a community. I yeah. Think, I think that would be great. But, um, oh, do you have anybody that I should have on? Um, Shoot, man. I mean, there's tons of people that I would know. I mean, that Lucas guy I was talking about, he does photography. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, I mean, I know, like, my best friend down here is also named Ryan, and he's, like, a manager of, like, a car dealership. Okay. So he's, like, a big part of Memphis and, like, helping people out with cars. But other than that, like, I don't know if you're into bodybuilders. My buddy Billy, he just did a contest. He's about to do another one. So he's looking shredded as hell. Um, we actually surprised him the other day for his birthday and, like, sprayed silly string in his face. <laughs> like, he came home from, like, a 10-hour work day, like, oh, just drenched in sweat. And he gets surprised <laughs> by, like, 20 people just spraying him down oh, a silly string. Oh, man. Yeah. His face was just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> it was awesome, though. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I can link you up uh, afterwards. Cool, cool. I'm sure there's tons of people I could figure out. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's so many musicians I know that I could send them to you all day. Cool. So, I mean, it just depends on who you want. Awesome. It's been an awesome time, man. Had a bunch of good conversations. Absolutely. Um, You got anything for the people? Give them your Instagrams, Twitter. My Instagram and Facebook is Ryan Olson Productions. Uh, Again, I'm in a music studio, so if you need any recording done, uh, get at me on there. Uh, I'll work with you. And like I've been talking about, I want to give you experience. So uh, get at me. And that's about all I got. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you for everybody tuning in, and uh, see you next time. Unlike most common folk, Ryan strives to give his customers an experience when they come to record. His years of dedication and experience to music is inspiring, to say the least. Make a stop at Ryan Olson Productions to take your music career to the next level. Thank you for tuning into the podcast, and I hope you learned a lot from this episode. Stay tuned in on YouTube to see what's going on, and if you're on the road and just want to listen... We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and more. Until next time, let's keep it rolling.